Today, we're going to talk about the trade deal and what really is the phase one trade deal. And we're going to also talk about your criticisms. I got some emails that I talked about before where people were disagreeing with me, thinking I was wrong, had a different perspective. And I want to share them with you because the show is not about me. It's about helping you be successful. So we're going to get into that today. Welcome to How to Build a Tent, the podcast on how to make you successful. That's right, how to make you successful. It's not about me being successful, it's about you. Welcome to the show. Thank you for sharing the show. Becoming part of the 250 individuals or families making $250 in revenue. That is the goal for me. We probably have, someone asked me on my email, how many people do we have signed up to this? Well, it's not like an official sign up. But from all the feedback, the emails, the articles written about this, I would say it's a good guess that we are already up to about 50, 56, you know, 50, 75, maybe 50, 60. In that range, 50, 75, I would say. Yeah, that's a good that's a good estimate. We are already up that with two weeks into the year. So I'm so excited. Again, such great feedback from this. Such great support and intrigue and willingness to dive in. I'm so stoked. This is going to be so fun, and I hope that as you are doing this journey with me, with all of us, that you realize you're not alone, that there's going to be struggles, there's going to be problems to solve, there's going to be things that are not thought of that you're going to have to address, and I just hope that you do this in a way where you're not risking everything, that you are doing it wisely, you're preparing, you're consulting with people in a way that all of these things could be fun. It could be looked at as a lesson that even if you don't succeed, that you become better at it, you become more skilled, you become more educated. That is not that you go get a degree from a school, but you actually learn things and gain experience. You don't need a degree and you don't need $50,000 in student loans to be educated. It's a good life lesson for all of us. So I'm really excited for all of you that um, I'm also excited. I don't think I finished that sentence. I'm excited for all of you that are doing the 250 making 250. If you have any questions, comments about it, if you want to just say, hey, I'm in, I'd really appreciate it. You can email me, Matt, at howtobuildatent.com or even better, share it on social media and tag me so that others can see it as well. Uh, How to build a tent. You can thank you for subscribing on YouTube and supporting in that way. Our channel is starting to grow. Really appreciate it. Thank you for everyone with the tips. We are part of the Fight Laugh Feast Network. Go to fightlaughfeast.com. Put an HGBT in the memo field. You'll get a sweet mug, tons of great benefits, and you'll be supporting us as we proclaim the Lordship of Jesus in every area of life. And someone else you can support is Kingsman Grooming Products. I am a big fan. I have their balm and I have their oil for my beard. It's fantastic. It feels great. And they have hair, they have grooming kits, hair product, leatherworks, boots. You already buy this stuff. So switch and get premium quality products, support a Christian company, and get 10% off when you put an HTBT in the checkout promo code area. If you do that, you're going to be, it's the threefold reason to go support KingsmanGroomingPros.com. Kingsman Grooming, I almost said pruning. (laughs) KingsmanGroomingPros.com. Check them out. That's their logo. Help a Christian brother out. Get great quality products and get 10% off when you put HTBT in the checkout memo field. All right, so Big news, the phase one trade deal was signed yesterday, the phase one trade deal. And the markets were doing great. 
because of the great news. And then even if you were listening to it, Trump kind of floated out that uh, the updated NAFTA USMCA was going to be signed in the next couple of weeks. And you know how the markets responded? They took a dive. Sometimes those markets are fickle, aren't they? For those of you who pay attention day to day, you know how fickle it really is. Uh, so Trump made the trade deal. And I just want to talk about this for a second because some of you might be like, what's the big deal about this trade deal? Well, here are some facts about it. I pulled up some details of what it is. Oh, here we go. So well, part of it is the Chinese agreed to buy over two years, $200 billion of U.S. exports. This helps with the trade imbalance that we have that's supposedly a big problem that I'm not too convinced that it is. Um, and it's going to help the manufacturing sector where it's going to get $70 billion over two years purchased from China. It's just big energy goods, which, you know, I don't think that's like, I don't, I don't know specifically what that is. And then other services, probably financial services, like banks and all that stuff. And then agricultural goods, which will be kind of a relief or won't be kind of, it will be actually be a relief and help for Trump in the 2020 um, race because they will start having those farmers in those Midwest countries be really happy with the money that they got. But I really just want you to think of it this way. It's almost like divorce settlement terms. And what I mean by that is China is going to be paying child support alimony, like the ways we just talked about in effect. And they promise to be on their good behavior. They're also not going to be stealing our property, intellectual property anymore. They're going to be enforcing, quote unquote, when property theft and intellectual property theft is um, violated from the United States. They're supposedly going to be on their best behavior. And it just really reminds me of what happens when you go through a divorce. It started off where just one party <laughs> was, you know, living a life, cheating, infidelity, that's China, stealing, taking our property, building their own companies, making millions and billions of dollars off of innovation from America. They were floating around selling it and they were saying, screw you, you should be lucky to have us to make your goods and all this stuff. And then Trump comes in and says, hey, we're not going to do this anymore. You know, we're not going to take this anymore. And then there was this big feud with this big trade war. And, you know, that's kind of like when your parents get divorced and they're angry and there's a lot of shouting and cops are called. <laughs> I don't know if cops are called, but uh, you know what I mean? Like, so it's like this big hostility. And now it's kind of like subsided in a little bit. China has realized that they cannot take us on when Trump's going to have the resolve that he's going to have. The tariffs really, really humbled the Chinese. Obviously, they're not going to say that, but their economy has been hurting significantly. And if this continued to go on, the Chinese would be in big, big trouble, especially uh, Xi and the party, because there would be more unrest. Like the Chinese people are hurting from this stuff. And so this was a truce, a ceasefire, so that Trump would no longer put more or wouldn't continue to put the tariffs on, wouldn't continue to slap on the alimony, that child support. And this was the truth so that they, it's like, here, take these things. We'll pay for more. We'll do what you want us to do as far as not steal any more of your business's stuff if we just come to this truce. And what's happening on top of that? So now the fighting's done. It's resided. There's like some patchwork done. It seems like we're kind of playing nice. But what's really happening now is there's this decoupling 
That is the parents are separating. They're getting one of them is probably staying in the home and the other one is finding a condo. And they're still they're putting their furniture together and they're figuring out where things are going to come from and all that stuff. And that's what America's kind of doing. We're shopping around to different countries, getting production from other countries so that we won't be so dependent on the other spouse that is China. And those and once we split, it's not going to be a fairy tale story in the sense that marriages are going to get back together. But in this sense that we're not going to be fully dependent on China anymore because we've learned our lesson. I, f- I really believe it. I believe it because Trump started it, called people out on it, and now it's become such an obvious weak spot threat to us as an economy that there's no going back to it. At least I hope so. I would be really shocked if we devoted so much of all of our companies strategies, workflows, manufacturing to a single country like China anymore. Just like kind of like what we talk about with paychecks and how when you only have one stream of revenue coming in, which is why we're doing 250, making 250 in a lot of ways, or that's a big reason for it. When you have your manufacturing from one country instead of diversified, and not just talking about one company, but our whole country, we were pretty much like committed to China. The Chinese have some power over you. But because of this split, this decoupling, this divorce, we have manufacturing in other countries, once again, Vietnam, Mexico, and so forth. Although it's interesting, I've been hearing that the Chinese have been taking over the manufacturing in Mexico, which is another interesting story. So that is what this is. is this is the truce and the big divorce. And now we're kind of going to start going our own ways. Yeah, there's going to be a relationship. There's still going to be times where we meet and hand off the children. There's going to be still production done in China. But I firmly believe it is not going to be what it once was or ever again because the Chinese still do want to become the superpower, which means they must increase and we must decrease like John the Baptist says about Jesus. All right. So we are going to talk about some criticisms. Fun. I love talking about what I got wrong. But first, we are going to talk about something that I can go to when I feel depressed from all of this criticism. That is faithfulcounseling.com slash HTBT. Go to that link. It's in the show notes, faithfulcounseling.com slash HTBT. They have licensed professionals that deal with depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, crisis of faith, grief, family conflicts, just like we're talking about as an analogy for China. They have over 3,000 licensed therapists across all 50 states. It's available worldwide because I know we have international listeners. They have four ways that you can communicate to them. Text, chat, phone, and video. It's like the millennial dream and whatever that, uh, you know, generation is before the or after the millennials. 24 hours a day. So you don't have to worry about the time zones. You can use your desktop, mobile, web, Android, iOS apps, all that stuff. You have video, phone sessions, tons of ways. It's secure, convenient, affordable of licensed professionals. Best of all, it's truly affordable. How to build a tent listeners. Get 10% off your first month when you use the discount HTBT. So start today. Go to faithfulcounseling.com slash HTBT. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with the counselor you'll love. That's faithfulcounseling.com slash HTBT. All right, now let's go to the segment of the show where I am going to need counseling from... And I, I'm okay. Now I'm just saying that as a joke, but in all seriousness, like I said before, I love when you guys reach out to me and challenge me. 
when you have disagreements, when you think I'm wrong, when you think I've totally missed things, because I want to improve. I'm not here on a high pedestal lecturing you ignorant fools on you know the basics of business, but I want this to be a learning experience for me too. And if I am wrong, I take that seriously and I want to hear about it so I can correct it and tell you guys. Because if I'm wrong and I don't know it, which there's, I don't know if there's anything that I'm wrong about and do know it. Uh, I wouldn't definitely tell you on the air if I thought I was wrong. But for those times where I don't know it, I need to be told and given proof and examples so then I can correct it for the thousands of people listening. So please, if you think I'm wrong, do me and the thousands of other people listening and let me know about it. Matt at howtobuildatent.com on the social media sites. Appreciate direct messages. No, I'm just kidding. You can do it in public too. I don't mind. I am not running the brand of perfection. I'm running the brand of the cute, lovable, you know, Christian entrepreneur success guy. Yeah, that, that, that's what I'm going to say. The cute, lovable Christian entrepreneur success guy. All right, so let's get into it. Now, this came from one gentleman, and I, I wanted him on the show, but he never got back to me, and I really want to get this out as soon as possible. So this was show 345, so a couple shows ago, and I was talking about naming companies, and I wanted to get out get this out here as soon as possible. So if you disagree with me as well, or you want to have another counterpoint to what I was saying, and what I was saying when you're thinking about making your 250, making 250, your side hustles, your entrepreneurship, whatever businesses you're starting is... You want to find a name that is based on .com availability because the, it's most important to not only get people to remember your name, but to remember where they're going. And if you have to have them remember that it's not a .com, but something else, then it's just one more hurdle, one more barrier to get them to your website. And this guy, I'm not going to say his name, but he works for a company that helps branding and does logos. Um, so in fact... It's another company that I can point people to. If you need help with your logo or branding or something, I can point you to this guy because, hey, he's a Christian. He's a Fight, Laugh, Feast member. So more than happy to give him business. I'm not like mad at him or anything. Like you said, I really like these criticisms. So he brought up a book, and I'll put the book in the show notes if you want to read it. It's called Don't Call It That by uh, Eli Altman. It's called Don't Call It That, and it's by Eli Altman. And basically, he says... People that make up names to do what I'm saying to do are end up boring and not creative. And that is a bad thing. And I 100% agree that your name should not be boring and not creative. And when I'm encouraging you to find a .com where you're going to almost have to make up a name or put words together, I'm not saying just settle with anything that's available and go for it. Now, I know I know I'm not saying that he thinks that I said that, but I'm just making this clear. Like you really want to invest in your name and having a good name is really important. We both agree on that. But I think that having a .com is still very valuable and that should be one of the drivers in determining if you have a great name or not. And then he also says that in the book, don't call it that, Eli recommends grounding in something real, exist and have real meaning. So the name needs to be grounded in something real. And then they talk about, he gives in the email and like, I haven't read this book, but he said that they talks about abstract yet unique names like Apple, Oracle, Robinhood, and Tesla. Now my counterpoint to this is those kinds of names, in my opinion, are probably already taken. Now they, maybe I'm wrong. So look, like if you found a name that's like one word that orange or I just pulled this 
you can hear it. Green Painters Tape. If you want to name your company Green Painters Tape or Green Tape. And that's available and more power to you. But Robinhood, Tesla, I just have a feeling that a lot of these names were purchased. And so, okay, I'll just leave it at that. So, okay, so this is what he said to you. A proponent of not giving up great name because of a dot-com. Majority of people are going to find you through a subject matter search link ad. Uh, and people have given up on the idea, the conception that to be legitimate, you have a dot-com. Now, I, I'm hoping that I'm, you know, truthfully portraying your arguments from the email. And if I'm wrong, you can email me again. Whoever you are, you mystery man. But okay, so here is my challenge to this. So he's saying that you don't need to worry about a .com because majority of people aren't going to type in your web address. They're going to find you through a subject matter search link ad. And this goes back to, or this doesn't go back, but I also am thinking about when I was making fun of Casper with how much money they um, put into their marketing and it's more than the revenue. And they come came in in number three search. And they were spending hundreds of millions of dollars on their marketing campaigns. And I'm talking to you who doesn't have hundreds of millions of dollars. And no matter how your, great your name is, if people are not searching your specific web address, when they search like, hey, I'm building beds. So it's, you know, purple beds or whatever it is, Casper beds. And if you're not having the marketing budget, there's going to be tons and tons of ads and people with better search engine optimization that is to work with the algorithms on your website to get them up to the first page. If you are going to try to compete in the beginning with these other companies that have huge budgets, that have marketing teams, that have um, they hire companies to do this for them, you're not going to be able to compete. And I'm not, I understand that if you have this kind of money, it doesn't matter and people will find you through the search. But I'm specifically talking to people just starting out that don't have experience with search engine optimization, that don't have tens of thousands of dollars to put into it. And again, I could be wrong. I am not in any sense the marketing expert. So if I'm wrong, please let me know. But for, for if I'm trying to gear this to people just starting out, that are going to be starting businesses that don't have the time and money to pour in that much into marketing. They need to develop their product. They need to just get their name out there and find ways to get people traffic to their website and whatever channels they have for um, producing sales. So that is my thinking with that. Now, I understand that people could find you through searches, but to me, that's just a whole nother battle that doesn't necessarily need to happen in the beginning. In the beginning. That's, so that's my thought about that. And I do think too, on the second point, that there is some legitimacy to a dot-com sale. Now think about this. Just let it be common sense to you. If you had two companies that you were thinking of comparing products for, and one was a dot-com and one was like .io, .net, like just think about it. What would you just do? Isn't there a little hesitation in the .net still? You know, maybe that's just showing how old I am. I'm an old, late millennial nowadays. But to me, it still feels like I would rather buy from a dot-com. And I don't know why. It means nothing. I fully admit that a legitimate company could be a dot-net or another other site. But again, it's another barrier. It's another hurdle to overcome to get people to buy your product and trust your brand. And that's my thought. I could be wrong. Again, there are people that are far more brilliant than me. 
in marketing and search engine optimization and all that stuff. And I'm totally willing to admit it. Just, I want to hear it. I want to hear the proof. I want to hear the evidence and things like that. And then the last thing I just want to hit, and this is interesting and this is a good tip, I think. So if it is true, he, he said also that he wants to steer people away from using GoDaddy because he said that GoDaddy and other big domain sites that it is alleged, allegedly, or there's allegations, I should say it, that they, and I don't know if this is proven or not, that when you go to search on their sites for if something's available and you don't buy it right there, they'll buy it, put a premium on it, and then when you go back to buy it, it's going to be a lot more expensive and they'll still sell it to you, but it's just going to be a lot more money. So he's recommended just going to your normal web search, how you look for any address and seeing if it's available or not. And then when you're ready to buy, go buy at something like that. And he calls it a, a raw search. So that's just something to think about. Keep in mind, maybe that's a way to do it. I, I, I would say that if that is true, if there's any you know chance of that, just do it's just as easy to go through a web search like you normally do to look for a website. So there you go. There is what's going on with the China divorce trade deal and some t some criticism and responses to it. Love to hear it. Reach out to me. I'll see you tomorrow at G3. I think we're going to have Marcus Pittman on the show, and I'm going to be on his show. So it's going to be exciting. I can't wait to meet you. I hope you're there, and I hope you're listening to this show even though you're there. Do two things at once. You really can do it. We'll talk to you next time. Bye.